Welcome to our All Years Night Edition. This is What Good, brought to you by Talking Tales and hosted by storyteller Keisha Christie. Oral traditions is an inaugural part of who we are and preserves our culture. Join us every week as we gather and we cheer stories and talk culture. Gather together your family and friends, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and most of all, What Good. Welcome to another episode of What Good. I'm your storyteller, Keisha Christie, and in this episode, we are discussing Caribbean New Year's traditions. Welcome to our Old Year's Night edition. Old Year's Night, known as New Year's Eve to everyone else. However, in the Caribbean, Old Year's Night is really the last ditch effort to get rid of the bad luck from the year before. In my household, my mother used to say, don't make the new year catch all your dirt. So it was a time where you had to clean everything from floors to closets. If a wall needed to be painted, make sure it was painted before the new year. So I'm saying for those who did not go out, you were literally cleaning until 1159 because you wanted to make Make sure that all the good luck that was going to come was going to catch you right at midnight. So let's talk about some of the traditions that we have in the Caribbean. And well, they followed us into the diaspora and we continue to celebrate and continue to practice these traditions. So I talked about the cleaning aspect of um, All Year's Night. It's not really All Year's Night, but it's every every day after Christmas leading up to um, the new year. So basically, we'll call this tradition the clean up your act tradition, where it's mandatory to make sure that your homes are cleaned. Like the thing, the places that you don't normally look at still need to be cleaned as well. You want to straighten up your shoes, make sure that there's no dirty laundry that's going to catch you on New Year's Day. And that was a big tradition in definitely in Jamaica. And I believe Dominica has a lot of the same has the same tradition where it's like you make sure everything is clean. No dirty counters, no dirty dishes and no dirty laundry. Everything had to be clean so that the new year will bless you. Um, you'll get all of the new year's good luck and blessings. Let's stop for a minute and talk about Latin America. Latin America, we're talking, when we talk about the Latin American countries, we're talking about uh, Colombia, Brazil, Ecuador, Venezuela, and Mexico. So they practice wearing colored underwear. So wherever you are and whatever you're doing for um, New Year's Eve, you would make sure that you are wearing colored underwear. For example, you would wear red if you wanted to attract relationship. You would wear yellow if you wanted to attract financial success. Since we're already talking about the Latin American countries, let's talk about some of these or one of the Spanish traditions that I enjoy particularly, and that is the 12 grapes. So at the stroke of midnight, you would eat um, one grape for every chime of the clock signaling the new year. You would also practice throwing out a bucket of water out the door as a signal of letting go all of the old things uh, or the things of the year previous and embracing what is to come for the new year. In Trinidad, they have a midnight mass and they do midnight mass so that you're collecting all of the blessings possible right at midnight. And Dominica does the same thing. They have an old year's night mass where so that way you're sitting in church when the clock strikes midnight signaling the brand new year. In Haiti, it is customary to have cash in your pockets 
before you enter your house on New Year's so that when the new year comes, you'll be bringing more money to your household. We cannot have a New Year's or Old Year's now New Year's celebration without fireworks. Fireworks seems to be an international celebration of the new year. However, in Jamaica, the fireworks are known as clappers. And in Mexico, they call them cohetes. And in Dominica, fireworks are called bazooka. I must say there's no New Year's celebration without the fireworks and the popping of champagne. But this year will be very, very different. But I'm hoping that we'll still be able to see those fireworks in the skies as we cheers to the New Year's. Well, let's get into our stories. I say crick, you say crack, crick, crack, crick, crack, crick. Let's get into it. This West African tale is called Anansi and the Chameleon. As you've said before, Anansi is one of God's favorites. But Anansi grew more and more conceited and arrogant by the day. In fact, God became so annoyed with Anansi's boasting that he had tricked God in some other time about the moon and the stars. And it was seriously very frustrating. And God had considered removing himself from Anansi's company. Anansi lived in the same African village as Chameleon. Anansi was rich and owned the finest fields in the area, while Chameleon was poor and worked hard in his meager fields to make ends meet. However, one year, rain fell on Chameleon's fields, which was now abundant with beautiful crops. To teach Anansi a lesson, God let no rain fall on Anansi's land and his crops dried up and dust blew everywhere. Anansi then resolved to take Chameleon's fields for himself. Anansi first tried to buy the fields, but Chameleon refused to sell. Anansi offered more and more in exchange, but Chameleon had still held on to his land. Early one morning, Anansi walked boldly down the road to Chameleon's fields and began harvesting the crops. When Chameleon saw this, he became very angry and chased Anansi away. When Chameleon walks, it leaves no tracks and virtually impossible to tell where Chameleon had been. Knowing this, Anansi took Chameleon to the tribal court to sue for possession of the fields. The chief asked Chameleon to prove that the fields were his. Chameleon had no proof to offer. Anansi, on the other hand, took the chief to Chameleon's field, showing all of the footprints on the road. These were Anansi's footprints. The chief awarded the fields to Anansi. Right then and there, although the court decided to give Anansi the land, God has a higher justice than that which the courts could give. So God gave Chameleon a clever idea. Chameleon dug a deep, deep hole and put a roof on it. From the outside, it looked like a tiny hole, but in fact, Chameleon had dug a vast craven underground. Then Chameleon took some vines and some flies and made a cloak. When the sun hit the flies, 
they shined all kinds of colors, but they were still flies. Chameleon went down the road wearing the cloak of flies and vines when he encountered a Nancy. Hmm. And Nancy's first words to Chameleon were, Hello, my friend. I hope there are no hard feelings between us. And Nancy saw what appeared to be a beautiful cloak and had offered to buy it. Chameleon pretended to be magnanimous and told Nancy that the cloak would be his if only Nancy filled Chameleon's little hole with food. Hmm. And Nancy readily agreed, bragging that he would fill it twice over. And Nancy then took the cloak to the chief who had acted as a judge in the lawsuit and gave the cloak to the chief as a gift. The chief admired the cloak and thanked him profusely. And Nancy worked all day and night to fill Chameleon's hole with food, but still the hole was not filled. He worked weeks and still the hole was not filled. After a while, Nancy realized that Chameleon had tricked him. In the meantime, the chief was walking down the road wearing the cloak of flies. On one day, the vines broke and the flies buzzed off in every direction, leaving the chief naked and livid with Anansi. The chief grew angrier with each step he took, for he began to see the conceit and the arrogance of Anansi. When the chief found Anansi, he ordered him not only to return Chameleon's property, but to give Chameleon the best of his fields as well. As soon as Chameleon took possession of the best fields of Anansi, it rained on the field for the first time in months. And now Chameleon was the richest in the village. The moral of this African story is that conceit and arrogance just as humble and hard work has its rewards, each in its own way. This next West African tale is called Why the Sky is High. A certain man living in a small town with his mother was very much blessed by God. He was happy and rich and his mother was happy. They lived happily together. Now, one day the man decided that he needed to find himself a wife and he and his mother looked all around the whole town and the surrounding districts and at last they found a young and very pretty girl for him to marry. This young wife came to live with him in his house but unfortunately she did not turn out to be a very good wife. She did not respect the man's mother, her mother-in-law. In fact, she did not seem to have respect for anyone at all, even her husband. She would never do what the mother-in-law asked her, and sometimes even when the mother-in-law was speaking, she would laugh out loud and mock the older woman. The wife got worse and worse and could not get along with anyone. Very often, when all the women were together and cooking the day's meal in the kitchen, the young wife would take her coal pot and 
cooking utensils and her food and move outside on her own and start cooking there. The mother-in-law tried to reason with her and pleaded with her to be civil and sociable. She told the young wife, you must not cook outside. It's simply not done. We have always cooked inside the kitchen and that is the way that cooking is meant to be done. But the young and pretty girl wouldn't listen. She just went right on cooking outside. Then one day, she again did what no one had ever done before. She carried her mortar and pistol outside of the kitchen and got ready to pound the fufu in the open air. Her mother-in-law told her not to do it, but the young girl wouldn't listen. The mother-in-law told her that food was always pounded inside the kitchen and that the only place that food was meant to be pounded was in the kitchen. The mother-in-law also told her that God wouldn't like it, but the young wife would not listen and she started pounding. Even in those days, God lived in the sky, but the sky was much closer to the earth. In fact, the sky was just above the roof of the kitchen and the houses. A very tall man could almost touch it, in fact. God, who sees everything, used to watch the mother-in-law and all of the other women cooking, and he smiled upon them and made them happy. But when the young wife started pounding the fufu, she boosted her pistol higher than the roof of the kitchen and the end of the pistol hit God right in the face. So God got angry and frowned. Then the young woman pounded again and hit him a second time, then a third. Now God began to get very angry at that. He pulled himself far, far up away from the selfish, stubborn girl. He took the sky with him too. And he has never been seen again. This is why the sky is so far away. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Walk Good. And for everyone, we wish you a happy new year and a prosperous 2021. Join us next week as we upload new episodes for your enjoyment. Gather your family and your friends, reminisce about the old days, learn something new, and most of all, walk good.